Today's episode is brought to you by Sutler is a crowdsourced, hyper-localized app that rewards local users exploring their local community. Sutler lets local businesses connect directly with their best customers. Locals, sharing time-sensitive deals and exclusive Sutler specials only offered on Sutler. Locals know best, not an algorithm. Sutler, trust local. You're listening to Real to Real with Coach Herb and B, a podcast that brings you community and culture with your host, Coach Herb and B. Hey, 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 y'all, what's happening? This is Coach Herb, and I'm joined by my girl B as usual. And hi, everybody. In the background, just say, what's up, guys? Um, so we got um, a, a unique show today. We're bringing in. Um, a coach from my alma mater, um, Coach Mike Desmond, who will be joining us in just a moment. And um, we're going to be talking to him about basically the local area coaching and um, how sports has brought uh, a lot of people in the community together and um, and all that stuff. We're just going to get real with him. So, hey, what's up, Mike? How are you? Good, fantastic. Thank coach you. Good morning. Desmond. Yes. I know, I know, I know. On the promo, it says Coach 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 Herb, but um, that's the real coach. I'm I'm just a guy they use. <laughs> all the kids just say Coach, but I'm not really a, like an X's and O coach. I just coach them all up. I probably have dealt with some kids that um have gone through Mike's program. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm talking about on the youth level as far as like you know. So, Coach, where's your? What, first of all, let's take a step back. Your alma mater. Yeah. Where are you coming from, Mike? Uh, so, me, um, I was a um, uh, basketball player at Chantilly High School. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. Right. <laughs> different. Different times, though. Different times. A different Chantilly team. Um, you know, I was I was fortunate to be surrounded. Um, as a player with really good players. So we were able to win a bunch of games and um, I was able to fool people that I could play a little bit because of the guys around me made me look, it's kind of like coaching. Like the kids make me look like I'm a good coach as a player. You know, the other players made me look like a good player. And um, after that, uh, I went off and had a cup of coffee in college. Uh, that wasn't for me. And I ended up coming home and uh, coach Smith, uh, my former coach was still coaching at Chantel. And he said, you know, what are you doing with your life? Um, you know, would you want to come back and help us, you know, with some of the, the summer stuff and uh, just try coaching? And and at first I, did, I didn't think it was a good idea. Um, I was like, coaching? I, I don't know how to coach. I'm, I, you know, I, I was a player. How could a player be a coach? And uh, after a short amount of time there, I, I really fell in love with working with the kids and, and just being around the game. And um, after that, I was a younger level assistant for a couple years, and eventually I left there, went to another school, uh, bounced around, and somehow uh, people at South Lakes were crazy enough to bring me as an assistant, and they haven't been able to get rid of me since. Correct. We've tried a couple. Yes. Of times. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried, but it's you know, 
it just shows his resiliency as far as like um sticking to the task and um actually um years ago when um he was an assistant for another coach previously he was i was like hey man you know i talked to the guy and i was like hey man you know you got a pretty good um assistant group there you know i like that guy mike desmond and he's like yeah man i was i've kept my eye on him when he was at chantilly and other places and i brought him here so i was like okay so you know i guess we could still kind of say you know he's he bleeds that other color but i really think that um after a while he started to get get with the program with 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 south lake so you know we welcomed him and he's been here ever since so and uh he's done a pretty good job you know nobody does a great job everybody thinks all coaches do great jobs but um not every coach you know there's always going to be somewhere you can nitpick on what they've done or what they you know i used to nitpick on my high school coach about what he's doing and stuff so you know i was, no, I, that, I, I was, that, I was that guy on the street <laughs> still still that guy still that guy, on still the street. That guy. no i mean i you know it's funny because i've been at south lakes now longer than I was at Chantilly, even if you combine my coaching and playing here. So Correct. I, I don't think you could say that, you know, I I, I will never say I'm not from Chantilly, right. but I don't consider that home anymore. Correct. Correct. We had to we had to reel him into the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean so, yeah, so we're gonna get real so I mean, likes it. Besides all that, um, we're going to get real and um, get into the whole nooks and crannies about questioning him and maybe hopefully make him sweat a little bit and um, he'll be able to give us some answers about, you know, local basketball. Okay. So ben, ben is the guy to ask. He's He's got all the real questions, you know. So <laughs> Thanks, Herb. Mr. Ben. Sure. So, Mike, thanks for joining us again today. And um, I wanted to um, dive a little bit deeper in your coaching background. I know um, you didn't always coach and you didn't, you know, uh, always be at South Lake. So I was kind of curious, um, while you were going up through the ranks, would you have considered yourself a uh, offensive minded coach? Were you more a defensive minded coach or did you through being a, an assistant coach in, and kind of working your way up to where you are today? Did you, you know, challenge yourself, or were you challenged by your by your uh, coaches to, you know, be look at all sides of the ball, not just one? So, as as a younger younger person in my early twenties, um, you know, you, you did younger level stuff, and basically, when you're first getting into it, whatever the boss you're working for says, you march and you just do that. You don't really explore what you think you could or couldn't know. Um, I was fortunate to coach AAU, and I was blessed with great teams, great teams early on where um, it allowed me to try things that I saw on TV. And I would, you know, oh, this looked good in the NBA. Why not run it with a 15 or 16U uh, AAU team? But, you know, early on, I, I had, like I said, really good players, and, and they were able to do those kind of schemes at a lesser level but still execute them at the time for that grade, a high level. So early on, I thought I was an offensive genius. I thought I was going to reinvent the wheel. Okay. I thought that everything I put on paper, 
and then I drew up we're gonna score 200 points a game didn't matter who we were playing and you find out um no you're not and you know you, you have these great ideas and you always run into a team that has more talent and you know the one thing I think that AAU taught me was having a plethora of ideas uh that you can throw out there and execute you can beat some of those better teams because there's no preparation time but the more I learned and the further along I got into coaching, um, I realized it was more about the Jimmys and Joes than the X's and O's. And no matter how great of an offensive thing you had, the further you got in an AAU tournament or a basketball season or high school, if you can't stop anybody, you're not going to win. And I would say, especially the last couple of years, Defense is really the most important thing I preach. Um, so maybe early on, like everyone, I think I'm the greatest thing ever and my X's and O's are beautiful. Um, but I would say I'm a defensive coach first now. Nice. Herb, what do you what do you uh what do you kind of prefer since you are our, our more uh everyday coach? What what do you uh what do you kind of see now that you've kind of gone through the gambit in your in your life? Um, well, I'm, 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 I've never been an offensive guy, um, playing and, um, even when I kind of like dabbled in coaching my son for a little bit, I, I preached to him defense first before anything. And I think I probably, I probably went too deep into defense first. I should have probably took him out there and worked on his offensive game a little bit more, (laughs) but, um, I was like, look. It's sometimes it's great to just, you know, if you can stop that person that you are guarding, even if he's a 15 to 20 point scorer and you hold him down to seven or eight or four, you've done your job for your team. So like I pushed that on him. I probably should have pushed a little bit more offense on him, like I said, and um, and and coaching throughout the ranks. That was that was a lot of the things that I I laid my hat on was the defense because I was like, look, if we limit them, limit the other team to how many shots they put up and how many times they were able to get, get on the court offensively and do different things to us, we would have a better opportunity to win. So like, um, I was a, I was a skeptic in the beginning about what coach Desmond would do at first, because, I know for sure when when my son was playing under um, him and Coach Duggan, my son walked in as a defensive guy. He was a defensive guy starting from freshman year, and you know he used to Coach Desmond himself used to be like, "Hey man, just go to the gym and get some shots up," because he knew what he would bring defensively. He just didn't know what he would bring offensively, which kind of. Um, you know, showed itself throughout the years, but um, yeah, I'm I'm a big, big, big proponent on defense because I feel like, especially on the high school level, on basically any level, any team that can hold the opponent to less a lower field goal percentage and limit their possessions, I believe nine times out of ten is going to win the game. You know, so you got to put up points, but if you get a five steals 
in one possession in, in a couple of possessions and get a couple of layups, you're up six to eight points. Just like that. So, you know. Can I, I tell a great Isaiah story? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 sure. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, Zay was a, a kid who definitely was a defensive first guy. And there were times that, you know, yeah, we'd want to strangle him because he wouldn't even look to shoot. But his junior year, we're going to West Potomac, and it's a makeup game. It's on a Saturday, and it's during the NFL playoffs. And West Potomac had this guard, this uh, Daryl Mackey Jr., freak athlete, great player, just great player. And, you know, we went to a bunch of different things to try to limit his touches and to frustrate him. Um, by far, probably the most talented individual player that group had played against. And we, we throw Zay in there. And we say, go make Mackey's life miserable. Just go make his life miserable. Ten seconds in, he fouls him. Okay, Zay fouls Mackey. And instead of having the reaction where a kid would get upset at the ref or kind of like, you know, hang his head, he's clapping in Mackey's face. And he's throwing his body in there. He's working hard to deny Mackey. And this goes on for like maybe two and a half minutes. And Zay picks up three fouls. Three fouls in two and a half minutes. But the Mackie kid was so flustered, maybe two, three minutes later after Zay came out, he picks up a technical because another kid was trying to emulate what Zay did. And, you know, it was just a thing where guys had jobs. Zay embraced the defensive job and loved the fact that we said, you know, hey, I need you to go take on the best player in the region when the region was still all 28 teams. And he was happy to do it. And he did a great job on it. And it kind of fueled us for the rest of the second quarter um, to jump on a lead. And it carried us over. And I think we ran him out of their building. That's the last time we beat him. And if Dave Houston hears this, he's going to laugh because he kicked the crap out of us last year. But, um, you know, <laughs> we had a little run there where one kid's defensive energy sparked the whole group. And that's kind of what Zay was always willing to do. It wasn't about the the statistical output that will be in the paper or a huddle or something. He's like, Oh, you want me to go play some really hard defense and frustrate a kid? I'm in. And that's the kind of thing that we love as coaches because defense travels, it travels. So if a kid can play D he will find his way onto the floor for you. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I was interested to see um, what is your philosophy or how do you feel about um, player input? So I know um, watching the NBA, you see all the time players, you know, helping out and having clipboards and stuff like that. Obviously the kids and youth that you're working with haven't had the experience that those players have had, but, um, and, you know, I think some coaches can be very protective of this is the vision that I have, or this is, you know, the play that we, we have to run. There can't really be any uh, deviation from that. So I was kind of curious as to, um, you know, are the kids allowed to take a little ownership and, and make some tweaks that maybe work best for them? Or is it, uh, we practiced this a thousand times and this is how it has to work in this game and in this moment. I mean, I mean, 50, 50, right? Like, you know, you draw something specifically up where, you know, there's a deficiency against your opponent that you want to take advantage of. Um, but I've always told kids and coaches, um, I'm, I'm not always right. And it's cool if you think you're right, but don't come up to me and say, Hey, coach Des, this isn't work. And then walk away. If I'm wrong, I'm, I'm cool with that. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why you see or say what you're saying. And if that sounds good, great. Let's do that. 
Um, if he doesn't sound good and the kid goes out there and makes a play, I mean, kids making play make coaches look like they know what they're doing. So, you know, we will put a structured something in. But the other team scouts too. So they may be ready to take away our primary or secondary option on that that set, that scheme, and a kid has to make a play. And if a kid doesn't believe that they're allowed to make plays, then ultimately they won't try to make plays. So I welcome open conversation. I mean, uh, you know, Coach Herb's other son, Joe Dagby, uh, <laughs> probably – Probably his senior year, he and I had more conversations during a game than any other player where he would come over and he'd yell at me, I'd yell at him. Either he'd say, okay, well, you're right, coach, because of this, or I'd say, no, Joe, you're right because of this, and then you just let it play out. You just hope that the decision that the kid makes, because the kid's the one on the floor doing it, um, ends up being the right one, and you know, sometimes the ball goes in and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Is, is there um for players who might be listening who are um looking up and wanting to play in, in high school or just play at any level really and maybe just aren't confident enough, um, are there um really great drills or um great programs that you would suggest for them to to you know go out and just try you know, dive kind of in the deep end if you can with a little bit of support obviously from family or friends but um i was just kind of like to i think there might be some people who are listening who are like man i can't i i really want to do this i just don't see myself there yet and i feel like you probably would have some really great input for that i'm going to disappoint you okay <laughs> because because i don't so there's you throw, you throw a rock in any direction, you hit 19 AAU programs and 107 different personal trainers. And I think every AAU program and every personal trainer all serve a purpose. I think they all serve a purpose and some are great, some are, but ultimately at the beginning, that purpose was to help kids. And I don't think all the AAU programs or trainers kind of stayed that path and became about a brand, not about a kid. I would say if a kid wants to play any sport or try anything, you just have to go out there and try it. And, you know, I'll keep it in my lane for basketball. The best thing a kid can do when they're, say, let's say a sixth grader, go play against eighth graders. Go get your butts kicked. If you're in high school, go to a, a pickup game against old men, old, retired, fat dudes like me and Herb who used to play, who can't play, and we're going to screen the crap out of you. We're going to back cut the crap out of you. We're going to make the extra pass. And as a young player, you have to play against smarter or better competition all the time, or you you level out and then you dive. So I don't have a go see this guy or go to this place, but I would say if you're interested in playing basketball, find the best talent, guys who are going to make you fall down on crossovers, guys who are going to take the ball from you, guys who are going to dunk on you, guys that you have no chance to survive against at first. And after they completely destroy you the first time, the second time, the 100th time, keep going back because it's going to make you better. Yeah. I guess kind of along those lines, um, and Herb might be one of these people you want to say these things to, Are there is there anything that you would love to to talk to parents and say to them and you know if, if they're watching that maybe you don't always get that opportunity to on on the field or on the court especially to maybe a specific one that um you know it could be anything from you know 
coaching on the sideline to maybe pushing their kids to do something <laughs> that they're just not quite comfortable or ready yet for and stuff like that. Coaching uh, on the sideline. Um, so there's a lot I'd like to say um, <laughs> sometimes, but there's a lot I don't say. But I, I would probably uh, probably encourage parents um, to, to understand a, a couple things. Number one, because um, you know, I'm going to use my name so I don't hurt anyone's feelings or someone says, oh, he's out to get my kid unintentionally. Little Mikey's the best player in the driveway or little Mikey's the best player in the block. It doesn't mean little Mikey's that good. Okay. I think being good is relative just because you're good in your little bubble or where you're from doesn't mean you're good. And basketball is a popular sport. So for every one little Mikey who is good on his block, there's a thousand more little Mikeys who are coming to the same school I'm going to. So don't just assume because I was the best player uh, on my block or something that that makes me good. Um, I think there's a there's a misconception and um, you know if if I you know go all over the place you can just cut me off and play the Oscar music or something. But um, my first year as a head coach, I'm coaching freshman basketball at Chantilly. And I was still closely removed as a player. So a lot of these kids would come to games when I was a sophomore, junior, senior. And they remember that version of me, right? And there's like 90 kids in the interest meeting. It was something ridiculous. And um, I said, okay, who here was an all-star of their team's MVP? And like half the room, hands go up. I go, who here played for their dad or their friend's dad? And all those hands stayed the same. And I said, you know, as a coach, I can't care what team you played for before you got here or if you were your team's MVP or what your parents think. You know, one thing that um, I used to say as an AAU coach to, to parents, and I've kind of softened it for high school because you can't – you have to take a different tone with high school. But yeah. um, as a, I would say to the parents, I think it's great that you have an opinion of your son's ability and his talent and what role they should be. And while I'm going to acknowledge that opinion now, I need you to acknowledge that today, tomorrow, not never, do I really care what that is. Um, at the end of the day, parents are parents. And you love your kid, and you should love your kid and support your kid and believe your kid's great, and they need that to become, you know, um, people in society that aren't cold or turned off. They need to have that support from home or somebody who believes in them. But when it comes to athletics, let the coach coach your kid, even if that coach is an idiot. You know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure coach Herb has called me an idiot for 12 years. Let the coach coach your kid because where your vision of your kids abilities or what they should be doing is your opinion, and it may be right, it may not be right for the team. And I think the worst thing a parent can do is be the parent on the sideline who is screaming to their kid, shoot it, take him, do this, because then you've now isolated your kid, and all the other parents now believe you are just about your kid and not the team. And now your kid's teammates feel, you know, little Mikey's dad thinks he's so great. Little Mikey's dad tells him to shoot all the time, they then, even if it's self-consciously, put little Mikey over here because they're trying to do something as a team over here. So I think there are a lot of knowledgeable parents who know way more than me. Um, 
just sometimes you have to let your kid go out there and get different views or get coached a different way to help them develop. And it's okay to fail. You don't succeed without failure. So if you're protecting your kid and you're making excuses for your kid, well, coach should have had you do this. Coach should have had you do that. Um, why not ask the other question? Coach wanted you to do this or coach wanted you to do that. Why didn't you do those things? Right. Yeah. Tell my daughter that all the time. Tell my son, <laughs> tell my son that all the time. Like, you know, once in a while he, he's telling you to take the shot. It doesn't mean, you know, go jack up a three-pointer, but just take a shot to make the defense honest. Or do something out of the norm so then that way people will go, oh, okay, so he wants to do this. I mean, he's had games where he's had 15 points, and then the next game he has two. And so I'm like, you know. It doesn't mean take every shot, but be offensively aggressive. Um, I was actually like thinking back when you were talking about defense and how, you know, those those things are important to you. And I was thinking like, you know, how does he feel now? Because like your 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 team this year, this season was probably in the category of probably one of the better defenses in the region and probably the state. Uh, and, um, you know, unfortunately they, you know, they ran into a brick wall of like not being able to make any shots, but, you know, I still think that they, every time they faced somebody, they would hold them down, even though this time around at the end, it wasn't, it wasn't the case. So, you know, I, I'm always thinking about how kids could improve on getting better at their craft. So, I mean, I, I just have like one question for you. Would you recommend um, kids besides going to play against older players? Would you recommend what what's your recommendation on kids when they what level they should start um, basketball? What? age is the um, appropriate age because there's so, a lot of you know questions like oh should he shoot on a big hoop should he dribble with a big basketball you know and all of that stuff you know everybody's coming out with di different theories i think for you know for your first part about the defense and the team mm -hmm. defense over the last two years um statistically when you you read all the publications we've been one of the best defensive teams by far. Mm -hmm. And we hold people sometimes 15, 20 points lower than what they normally would score. And, um, and we don't hold the ball. You know, we're not a team that holds the ball. So defensively, I think we have been very successful because kids have bought into defense first. Um, as far as the skills go and, and, and that you still have to go shoot the ball, right? You know, I think, I think if you love the game and you want to get better, you should be out there making 500 to a thousand shots a day. And when you, when you tell a kid that, and this is, this is the strangest thing, man. And I would get it from Zay and Cam sometimes too. Hey, go make a thousand shots. Hey, my gym's closed. Your gym's closed. Like, what does that even mean? I, I can drive through Ruston and see a hundred hoops. The gym's never closed. Correct. You know, if you, if you can make 500 shots outside, on a double ram chain basketball quarter, no net, you can definitely make a thousand shots inside. Mm -hmm. So as far as just skill at any level, go shoot the ball, you know, go put the time in to make shots. 
Um, when you should start, I don't know. I think that kind of depends on the kid and the parent. And um, I'm a big believer. And, and, and Herb might laugh because he knows that I can be a tyrant. But um, basketball should be fun. And I think it's kind of it's disheartening when I will go to an AAU tournament to watch a 16 or 17 U team play. And there's a 10 or 11 U team playing and the coaches on the sideline acting like me when they're that young, it should be fun. You know, it should be fun. You should celebrate every bucket, every stop, like, like it's the championship stop. Right. You should never have a kid, uh, especially pre junior high kid, walking out to the car and dad is MFing him over every little mistake. That kid's not going to want to play. Um, you know, and when they're little, shoot on the hoop that you can make shots on. You know, I think when parents rush a kid to shoot with a regular size ball or a 10-foot shot and they're so weak because they're young, they do this. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when they get older, instead of being up here, they're still – over here or something right. so ease them into it man it, it, it's it's a process like everything else and if you throw your you know your 10 year old out there and you give them the weighted basketball and you make them shoot on a 10-foot hoop yeah maybe he'll get stronger but you're not really going to do much for his mechanics and then three years four years later someone has to adjust it so I don't know. I hope I didn't dodge your question I don't have a real answer I would just okay. say ease your kid into it and make sure they're having fun because when they get to high school, it's still fun, right? but it's a little more different. And then if they get through college, my God, you're not a person in college. You're a product. Right. And it's not fun in college. It's you better do your job because if you don't, you're out of here. And, you know, college coach has a tough job because they go into your home. They promise the parents, your kid's the guy. We love him. We're going to take care of him. Blah, 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 blah and your kid gets there and underperforms, that spring and summer, they're telling a new kid and his parents, man, I love your kid. He's the guy. We're going to take care of him. So all sports are only fun for so long. So when they're little, let them have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, we do at the at the YMCA. I have my, like, we have all these classes, and we let the kids play um, we'll do like drills for like the first half of the class and then we'll let the kids play for the second half. And it's, it's just about fun. And it's like, it's, it's crazy because people are like, so uh, why aren't you keeping score? And I'm like, what? Right. They're, they're five years old. What do you mean? Keep score? Like, right. <laughs> What do we need to keep score for? Like, no, we're happy they passed it twice. Like, let's right. exactly. Uh -huh. So, you know, a lot of these kids learn there, and hopefully, you know, pick up a lot of skill development. Um, because it's funny because I, uh, I would talk to a lot of um, kids after they played, like started at the Y at you know four or five years old, six years old, and they go try out for their you know, first time house league or AAU or um, travel team. And their coaches are like, man, where did you learn how to play? And they're like, um, we just did drills at the Y. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, just skill development. And then if the kid loves it and continues to love it, he'll continue to play 
and enjoy the game all the way up until high school. So, you know, I, I my recommendation is to start as early as possible and shoot on the low hoops and dribble a small ball. And if you keep loving it and you keep going, so be it. And if you don't, there's other sports that you can play. <laughs> you know, there's soccer, there's t-ball, you know, all of that stuff, you know. Gymnastics. But it should it should be fun. It should yes. be fun. Right. You know, that's what I mean is that if you're having fun, I hate I hate un, I, I hate is a strong word, but I hate the ones that bring their kids in and their kid doesn't know how to dribble yet. And then they, you know, they take him out of the program after one session. And I'm like, right. he just started. Like, give him some time. Like, he's not going to be like the best player in that program right away. So you know, that's just my opinion on it. So. And I think for my last question, um, before we uh, get to the wrap up here, I think it's a, a great little loop that we can close off. And I'm sure we'll have you on some more because there's a lot more basketball questions from coach and from myself yeah. uh, who, who do really enjoy it. But um, for people who might be listening who want to get into coaching, who have a passion for basketball, whether it is they play or they just love the sport, um, I know you were given, you know, and you were encouraged by your old coach to to, to jump into this arena. And so I was just kind of interested to see what would you say to somebody who is, um, you know, interested into going into the coaching world? I would say go into it and realize that if you're going to do a good job at it, it's nothing going to be given to you overnight. OK, um, a lot of guys get into coaching and believe you know, year one, year two, I should be a varsity head coach somewhere. I should be the lead of an AAU program. Start small, you know, go talk to either the coach you played for or the coach at your, your high school that is in your zone. Look at your local AAU programs and don't go into it thinking, I need to have the 17U A team year one. You don't learn much about yourself as a coach until you go out there and you coach younger groups and different groups and get out of your demographic, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Um, don't just go coach somewhere where, Oh, I know all the kids or all the kids live in my neighborhood. Um, you know, go to coaching clinics, talk to your local high school coaches or other AAU coaches and, and just ask questions. And once you get involved, realize to get good at it, it's going to take time, you know, and I'm not saying the way I did it was right. I was an assistant coach for 20 years at various levels. And I was a head coach on AAU programs for various levels and various places. And everywhere I went, I tried to take something away from the other coaches, the kids, that community, something that I didn't know or something that made me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, we asked our kids to go out of their comfort zone. I think as a coach, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Go work for somebody who does things completely different. Go talk to somebody who coaches a style that you yourself would never want to coach. Um, but you, you can't get involved, in, you know, without asking questions. So go to the Y, see if Herb can let you be an instructor, go to the wrestling youth organization. Hey, is there any openings in the house league or travel league for me to be an assistant coach? Don't go in there pounding your chest thinking, you know, it all because we all have egos. And when we're young, we all know it all. And when we're old, we all laugh at the young guy who knows it all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so funny. 
because um, that's that's exactly what I think when kids, even some kids that come and tell, ask me, they want to get on there. And I was like, man, uh, just start small. Go go be an assistant somewhere. It doesn't really matter where. Um, a lot of times, you know, you try to get them to like on the youth level, house league, you know, stuff like that. And and then get their feet wet and then go from there. But and then you see whether you do really have passion for the game. Because Correct. Because that's that's going to test your um, ability patience. and your patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go go! Coach a youth league team where they yes. have that parent, and you have to do yes. that parent for the that first parent. time. Yes. yes, that parent, and there's always going to be that parent. I don't care what level, even even like I said, even with my kids, with my four, five year olds, six year olds, seven year olds my parents, you have that parent. And I'm looking over there like, yo, man, <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, Billy's actually pretty good, but you're not giving him an opportunity to enjoy himself, you know, but. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, this is, sorry, I'm, I'm going off topic a little bit, but I wonder how this, well, this won't affect me, I don't think at South Lakes, but did you see where they're starting another pro league for kids 16 to 18 who want to jump out of high school and go play in this, this, this elite pro league? Yeah. That's just fueling that hair even more. Yep. Yep. We're all about the quick buck, man, and, and so, you know, using these kids and some of these parents who think that, you know, this kid's going to be this or that, man. Just slow down. They, they, grow, up so, they grow up so fast. Yeah, they, yep. they grow up so fast, man. Just slow down. Slow down. You know, speaking of slowing down, this, uh, we got to get the, to the end of this show. Um, we Sorry, I can talk it. basketball, man. You know me; I can talk basketball all day. Yeah, right yeah. We, we um, and unfortunately, we don't do like um, a four-hour um, podcast. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna probably have you on again. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully, we will do a preseason uh, Mike Desmond interview show, and maybe we'll have some of your guys come on. And I would love it. That would be an awesome thing to do because I think, you know, going into next year, you know, now that you've actually been at the head of your program, you know, it'll get to see how, you know, your thought process is for having a new group of guys that you have to kind of mold and get ready for. And a new conference, Herb. New conference. Oh, yes. That's right. Going into a new conference. A new old slash new again. Right. Which is, uh, whatever. I, I'm I, I'm so confused sometimes. But it'll be good because I think you're going to face um, your alma mater. Uh, you know, we South Lakes hasn't played them the whole time I've ever been there. Yeah. We've never played them in 12 years. But right. we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. You know, and they can put this down. And I know some guys listen. We get to beat them. We're going to get to beat Centerville. We're going to get to beat Westfield. And we're going to get right against Madison, hopefully, finally. Yes. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> That's right. And on that note, uh, we appreciate y'all coming on. And um, I think we're going to B. toss it over to Miss B. And she's yep. going to give us the small. I wasn't picture. quite sure. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, he was close. <laughs> yeah, so um, at the end of every episode, we like to promote small businesses. And this week, we were going to promote uh, Karen's Crafting Corner. She is a local business in Oxon Hill, Maryland, and she does personalization. Personalization, I always mess that word up, 
on um, anything you would like, shirts, you know, glasses. Uh, she does our apparel as well. As well. So Karen's Crafting Corner. Karen's Crafting oh. Corner. And that is her Instagram located right there. And you can order by going through her Etsy or um, contacting her directly. That's right. So whenever you want some fancy um, shoujo shirts that um, would 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 your basketball team would like, Mike, that, there you go, Karen's Crafting Corner. There we go. <laughs> shoujo. Shoujo. That's a, that'll be another subject for another time. <laughs> and on that note, guys, peace. All right. Appreciate Thank you, guys. Time. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. The Real to Real podcast is presented by Herbert Williams Beffo and Bianca Miskaitis. Our producer is Ben Runyon. Our technical director is Nick Patry. Audio and video lead is Megan Kotner. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Real to Real and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else podcasts are found. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. It's been real with Coach Herb and Bean.